Hello and welcome to the Sherlock's Team podcast with me, Georgie College Cole. Today I'm joined by Tor Cardona, Winnie Malcolm, and Lee Huff. Today's the last podcast before Christmas. It's the last podcast of 2020. Rich said, How do you feel? RIP 2020. Sadly, I don't feel like it's all over. I mean, the year no. might be all over, but all this shit is not. Sadly. No. I think, kind of back in summer slash beginning of spring, everyone thought at the stroke of midnight everything was going to go back to normal. And I think now everyone's realized that actually we've got a lot yes. more sadness to come. I think it was you that pointed out that said, Sorry, what's actually happening? Yeah. <laughs> what's actually happening at midnight? That we don't know about. The virus will just go, that's it, I'm off. Yeah. Nice. (laughs) How's everyone's weekends? Lou, I'm going to start with you because you're just back from your mini moon. Yeah, we got back from a few days at Heckfield Place, which is such a dream and just had the most wonderful stay. I actually love a staycation and I think especially during winter because there's something about being in a sort of a cosy house. A Christmassy house? Was it really Christmassy? There were 18 trees dotted around the hotel some huge big great ones outside some little ones decorated around the kitchens but the whole place just felt so wonderfully festive and different festive you know that obviously it's very tasteful all the decorations there's a lot of dried berries and leaves I mean I imagine it's the most perfect perfect Christmas scene that there ever has been I mean Hetfield is the most pristine anyway you had a lovely time really lovely time and although it is very pristine and you know one of the UK's most luxury hotels it is super relaxed which I really like so you know the attention to detail around the hotel with all of the interiors the staff are so helpful and so kind kind of you don't feel like anything is too much of an ask but you can still sit up on the sofa with your slippers and you know feel relaxed and not feel like you're being watched on I think the most perfect place for a mini moon but I would never go there with a group of friends. Yeah, you wouldn't go for like a hen with a big group of no. girls at all. But I think, I don't know, I still think it has got, it's got a fun vibe to it, actually. In the, the moon bar, I think it is, there's an amazing glitter ball in the ceiling. Yeah, there is, that's true. And anyway, I think it's really, really amazing. The food is incredible. Is there a yeah. spa, Lou? There isn't yet. They're building one at the moment. There's a little they, one. There's, I had a treat. I had a massage. Yeah, you, cool. there's no like sauna and things like that yet. But I think that's Treatment, but not like an established. Yeah, exactly. Nice. And yeah, the food is amazing. And actually, when our wedding reception was at spring and the chef, Sky Dingle, is the chef also behind Heckfield Place. So it was, we had the sort of the same sort of food, which was nice, nice to sort of link the two together. So nice. Um, and I had about five baths in 48 hours. Oh, <laughs> you must have been like a prune. <laughs> yeah, which for me is, is key when I go into a hotel. I always make sure on the notes, like, please, can we have a room with a bath? Because that's the ultimate treat for me, a morning bath. It's oh, just, yeah. oh, so nice. I remember going to Barnsley House years and years and years ago when I think I was pregnant with Coco and they had his and hers bars next to each other with wow. a TV at the end of Oh my God. Oh, this is gorgeous. the of luxury. His and hers is such a good idea because me and my husband have very different temperatures. So that would be perfect. We've talked about Michael McIntyre yeah. having the water, haven't we? <laughs> <laughs> it'll cool down it'll cool down yeah. stay and burn your body for a little bit that's first. me that's me that's me you, I'm that's actually me. sitting Always on top do that. of the heater as we speak <laughs> we're in the coldest one of the shit arts offices and it's always three things I've got my very warm coat on and I'm dare I say I'm hot and um, Tori you had the week off yes and we went to Cambridge for a long weekend which was really lovely I hadn't been before it was just an unexpected delight it was what is Cambridge like I don't think I've been it's... I've been to the county I've been to Cambridgeshire 
But I think I've been to Cambridge. It's absolutely stunning. And considering it's so close to London, like the drive was like an hour and a half. So it's actually okay. really, really close. And it's gorgeous. It's the perfect town for a weekend. I don't think you could do more than like two days there because there isn't that much to see. But just walking around, like all the colleges are absolutely beautiful. You've got the water. Like it was just lovely. Really? Heaven. Yeah. Oh, really nice. Stay? So we stayed at the University Arms, which was so lovely. It's just been recently renovated. It was quite a bit bigger than we thought. I think it's probably got about 100 rooms. I think I prefer somewhere a little bit smaller in hindsight, but the restaurant there is incredible. It's called Parker's Tavern. So okay. if you are going, really recommend there. It was absolutely amazing. Someone got in touch the other day who started a UK specialist travel agent in coronavirus anyway i think she worked in travel in some other capacity but anyway she's now started a travel agency of sort of planning bespoke itinerary uk holidays i know you get the idea don't you so you could do three days in this place in the lake district and then she'd move you on and you'd stay three days somewhere else a bit further on God, we do have this amazing country and I've seen yeah. so little of it. It's... Yeah, honestly, I re- highly recommend Cambridge. And you can go on the train as well if you don't want to drive. Mm. It's so quick. Mm. So quick. Really lovely. Good. Winnie, what about you? I kind of had like a shopping weekend. So I did the final bits of my Christmas shopping. Oh God, don't. The final oh. bits of my Christmas shopping. I mean, you're, I, I'm Friday. literally making me panic. Yeah, I haven't. I can't believe it. It's next Friday, I think I heard someone say in the office. So What's next Friday? Christmas, Christmas Day. <gasps> I'm just like doing my last bit. So I went to Oxford Circus, went to Liberty, kind of did it all, the last pieces. And yeah, I had a really nice time, enjoyed it. Was it very busy? I had to leave probably around five because it was so overwhelmingly busy. I mean, I'm being as careful as I can, obviously, before I go home to my parents. And it just felt wrong. It there was just too many people towards the evening. So I kind of got in around three and just zipped home because it was like a, a street party. It was, really? bit, it was a bit overwhelming, actually, to be oh. honest. Yeah. I went to a shopping centre near my house. Sounds glam, doesn't it? Um, <laughs> to get a pair of jeans for my daughter yesterday. And, oh my God, the queues to get into every shop. I was like, really? I, can't bear. I literally cannot bear this. This is just too much. I, I mean, I am going to be priming the hell out of Amazon tonight, tomorrow, I think. It's the only yeah. way. I can't do it. I can't stand in a queue to go Christmas shopping. I mean... That's just shit, isn't it? I mean, I kind of went for the lights, though. It's just so pretty. I mean, I've done like 80% of my Christmas shopping online. So when I went into kind of central, it was more of like a leisure. If I don't come back with anything, it's fine. Just taking in the lights and just having a a cute time with my friends. Anyone watch anything festive, exciting, notable over the weekend? Uh, I haven't watched anything. Yeah, obviously Strictly. (laughs) Woo! How did Jamie get in the final? I know. But do you know what? He's worked hard. And I think when they made the final decision about who was going to go through when Shirley said this person is really kind of fought to be there and kind of given it their all it's obviously obviously going to be Jamie he's not going to win but he he's so entertaining he is like you couldn't not smile watching him do that salsa not salsa as Tess Daly kept calling it Uh, (laughs) what's the salsa that's a salsa (laughs) a salsa that's that's salsa too isn't it I don't know, I think. <laughs> Salsa. Salsa. Anyway, Salsa. Yeah. Anyway, you could not smile. Some of those moves were great. His hands were giving me complete anxiety. Yeah. But anyway, it was entertaining. It, it was. I actually then, yesterday afternoon, listened to his private parts podcast with Giovanni, which is, ah! is also really entertaining. Oh, really? Yeah. It's a repeat from last February, I think, they recorded it. So they already had met on the original set of Strictly and have formed quite a friendship. And there's something about listening to sort of two friends chat and laugh and they can tell they've just got a really good chemistry between them. I have to say, Giovanni dancing with Ramveer yesterday. I mean, he looked so dashing. Yeah, he did. What was it? Was it a waltz? Yes. 
but also his Candyman sailor look as well was very interesting. Yeah, it was a bit too Jean-Paul Gaultier for me, I think. Okay. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, that gives me like slightly awkward 90s memories. But anyway, um, anyway, he was looking quite dreamy, I thought, last night. <laughs> Poor Giovanni. He wasn't, I didn't feel like he was that happy with the news. They all thought that perhaps Jamie shouldn't have got through to the final. Anyway, we love you in our house, Jamie. We were voting away, of course. On the topic of Christmas TV, given this is the last podcast of 2020 i've banned the mention of elf and miracle on 34th street um, from this podcast i think we've been there a few times is there anything that you always watch religiously year after year at christmas other than those films i always watch the master chef christmas special so yeah it's kind of i just like getting in the foodie mood so i watch the professionals one which is so so good i love the professional one inspo like as hard as it seems like the restaurants as well i want to try they were i think the last episode they talked about a restaurant in Pimlico called Wong and it has an 18 course take like kind of dim sum-esque uh, menu from oh, Michelin star I really um, want to go there as well, I was like it's <laughs> tiny but it's crafted really really well so it kind of gives you a bit of inspo and a bit of hope for I guess the future um, so I really enjoy that and I'm looking forward to the Christmas special so I think they have I think Jan- the comedian yeah. Janet Street Porter someone from Geordie Shaw Vicky Pattinson so it's just a random mix it just makes me laugh so that another one I'm really really looking forward to isn't Christmas but it's New Year's Day it's RuPaul's Drag Race it starts on New Year's Day so I think it's going to be nice and have a bit of a hangover just watch all of these amazing queens like is that a Netflix series it's BBC it's BBC they've moved it to BBC now so it's just about kind of like amazing men or however they identify just having a fun time it's just a laugh it's a bit of a laugh I have to say, I watched it years ago and everyone was going nuts about it. I just found them, I found it a bit bitchy. I didn't like it, I have to say. I watched a few. I mean, the American one. It won't surprise you, it's not right on my street. American. UK's less bitchy, it's very funny. Oh, quite okay. light, very funny, lots of makeup, lots of kind of it's not too drama it's no, kind I of just, more about the art of okay. drag. I just don't like men in makeup. I'm really <laughs> sorry, but I just don't. I mean a bit of concealer, maybe cover up a spot. Guyliner? No. <laughs> I mean a bit have a spray tan, I can just about yeah. cope with that. Just. Yeah. just but makeup, I mean, I'm sorry. It's all the rave, it's all the rave. What would you do if your husband came down in makeup? <laughs> Yeah, I don't think it Does was. Does he own a concealer? Me. No, he owns nothing. He just about got some keels. I was going to say, it's like That's hair. as far as it Mine goes. Too. Good. Yeah. Speaking of men in makeup, I actually started watching Prom last night, which has got such a stellar lineup. I was really excited. Meryl Streep, Nicole Kidman, James oh. Corden, and it's like musicals. And I was really excited, but it's terrible. Is it Netflix? Oh, no. Yeah. Netflix. That yeah. is an amazing lineup. It's, and I was like, okay, oh. this must be so good. And it's kind of Glee meets La La Land meets High School Musical. I was so looking forward to seeing that. I think I saw a scene of Meryl Streep like being kind of in in a lobby or something in this amazing suit. Yeah. And yeah, I guess I'm not going to watch it though. Oh, shame. (laughs) It's disappointing actually. Shame. Well, anyway, back to Christmas. Cocktails is on the list. It's Monday morning. I'm not really in the mood for a cocktail. It has to be said. Tor, are you into a Christmas cocktail? Do you like a do you like a cinnamon flavored martini? No. When it comes to booze, I you know I used to love cocktails, but as I've got older, I just really don't love them as much as I did. And for me, you just can't go wrong on Christmas Day with some champagne. Like this can't go true. wrong. Do not mess with it. Smoked salmon and champagne. I mean, you know, <laughs> what else do you want on Christmas Day? I'm totally yeah. with you. By the way, don't throw in like an ice like a 
sugar cube and like some sugary syrup just stick with the good old I do stuff. love a Kiroya I'm not gonna lie I couldn't drink a lot of them I, I, I can drink a few is that is that your Christmas cocktail of choice no I think actually no. weirdly I drink a lot of Saint-Germain which is an elderflower liqueur I drink a lot of that in, especially if you're drinking cheap champagne or Prosecco or something, yeah. a little splash of that is delicious. But there's something about the taste of a quite a dry champagne. I've got quite a sweet tooth when it comes to drinks, but something about quite a dry champagne and smoked salmon on Christmas Day yeah. just feels so Christmassy. Definitely Doesn't does. It? Yeah. When I do- are you a Christmas cocktail girl? <sighs> I'm kind of like a little grandpa when it comes to my drink. So like in the evening, I do love a Bailey's with a scoop of really amazing ice cream. It's, oh. so, it's so good. It's so yummy. Like I'll have champagne in the day, champagne with mum. And in the evening when watching a movie, tipple of Bailey's, scoop oh. of vanilla ice cream. It's so good. Oh, That's God. a pudding, not a cocktail. It is a pudding. <laughs> Basically <laughs> it's a pudding, but um, it's a boozy pudding. Nice. A bit, bit naughty. Oh, yeah. delicious. Slash, I hate booze and puddings. I'm really sorry. Yeah, <gasps> really? Not tira- booze tiramisu? and chocolates as well. Boozy chocolates. No, tiramisu. No. Oh, oh no. no, I love a tiramisu. Me too. Mm, so lovely. It's just so strong. <laughs> no, I remember my mum used to make this pudding where she'd get Maryland cookies and she'd dip them in brandy. And then it's, it was kind of like a cookie log and then you'd put like whipped cream mm. between each of them you kind of make this big log and then puts it in the freezer and just I remember being like why would you ruin Maryland cookies <laughs> like, why on that note do you like Christmas pudding no absolutely love it oh you do oh adore it yeah do you? yeah I actually quite like it I now. love it I bought a Fortnum's one mm. I think I said this one behind the scenes but I bought a Fortnum's one and it did Changed my view of the Christmas pudding, although we're not having one this year. We're having mince pies instead. Oh. We had a mince pie. Oh, in our Christmas hampers. I haven't tried those yet. We had the Heston mince pies from Waitrose. And we had them last night for supper. And they are really, really good. Did you have them hot? No. Ooh. I know. It was getting late. The children needed to go to bed. And they okay. wanted mince pies. So I was like, fine, you're having it cold. And what made it so good? They just are. Oh, I mean, I didn't eat the pastry because I'm not a big pastry lover. But the mince meat inside was excellent mm. this, I think Juicy. it was either the pastry or the inside had a bit of carrot um, I think yes, it might have been the, the pastry had a bit of carrot in it's it yeah, yeah. And yeah. Of plump berries and are berries. you a Christmas pudding kind of gal Winnie not really Christmas pudding at all quick question Brussels sprouts yes or no yes Talk? yes 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 absolutely yes no <laughs> what do you eat Lou you're a vegan so vegetables are obviously the main event we do a really nice roasted carrot recipe where you parboil the carrots then you mix up some garlic, cumin, chili, oil. And then when the carrots are parboiled, you kind of pour that glaze over the carrots. Then you cut an orange and a lemon uh, in half and then place them over the top of the carrots. So sort of have laid really close together. This is a very complicated carrot recipe. Bake them in the oven and they kind of go caramelized and mm. they've got this chili Ooh. kind of citrus, cuminy deliciousness. So that's kind of the most exciting bit of the, the roast for me. But then, yeah, all the trimmings. That's a roast. lot of work on carrots. But think about how much you would put into a turkey or yeah. a chicken, whatever. This is true. Then it, for me, it's just about making the vegetables as tasty and delicious. Cavolo Nero with chili and garlic, mm. still roast Do potatoes. other people in your house have meat? So this Christmas is just me and my mum. So sometimes she <gasps> would have like... Is it just you and your mum on Christmas yeah. Day? Oh my god, that is just sounds like, like a dream. That's so lovely. I mean, yes. obviously, your parents aren't together, so that would yeah. not be very nice if I was saying that's how lovely if you're f- yes. if they were. But yes. I know that they're not. Yes, oh, you're not with your husband on your first Christmas. I'm going to pop round in the morning, and we're going to do presents with his family, and then I'm going to come back and be with my mum. And is that a sort of COVID thing? No, just I want to be with my mum on Christmas Day. Yeah. 
that's really beautiful. Then on Boxing Day, we'll go to my husband's and my brother is also coming down. And so we'll all be together on Boxing oh, Day. Oh, God, can you imagine Christmas Day? Just the two, I mean, that just sounds mm. like the most, your mom is the loveliest person. Yeah. That just sounds like the coziest Christmas it's, ever. It's so nice. Like we do stockings for each other. Oh. In the morning, we open them in my bed. Normally we'll go for a nice walk. We'll have pancakes for breakfast cool. and open some presents. And it's very, very chilled. Um, but lovely but she's she's an amazing cook and she will kind of go with or without me so probably I reckon we'll have a veggie feast just of us god Ooh. I mean to say that is the antithesis <laughs> to my Christmas when I am in my noisy house with my noisy family I'm going to be thinking oh Lou's having the <laughs> loveliest food peaceful time quick question though red cabbage love red cabbage Good. and sweet and sweet as well mm. yeah mashed swede yeah mashed swede that oh, was my excellent granny speciality so every year there's always swede on the table do you mash the swede on its own or do you put some carrot in there as well potato? on its own mm, Lots my, my mum does yeah parsnip and carrot mash Ooh. oh do you know what else is so good it's pureed carrots mm. i mean okay i'm not six months old I'm just weeding <laughs> but it is so good also my mum does carrots so she'll boil them and then just put a little bit of sugar in the water Ooh. and something about a boiled carrot with sugar in the water that's just so good. That sounds really, that's yeah. my top tip of the day. I've also got mm. newly into cauliflower, which would be a, normally mm. a, like boiled cauliflower, absolutely rank, but there's so many good roasted cauliflower recipes Oh, now. roast cauliflower. So, so I feel good. like that might make it. Do you it. love a cauliflower rice? Have you ever made that? I actually don't like cauliflower rice. I'd rather just have cauliflower or rice. Okay, I get you. Yeah. I like cauliflower rice. I, yeah, I really love too. it. Just cauliflower kind of... fried rice with an egg in. Mm. It's so good. Oh my God, oh, it's so good. I'm with you, I'm with you. Bit of soy, some little, little prawns. Oh, you, oh, you get it. very so slow-cooked good. onions, some very slow-cooked carrots, actually, yeah. cut up really small. You can just throw all of your leftover <gasps> veg in there and make quite a nice little fried yum yeah. yeah, yeah, is, ricing the cauliflower is a bit of a mess. It is a bit of a mess. It's a bit like chopping broccoli. I get a bit anxious <laughs> yeah. with chopping broccoli. Yeah. Ne- it never wipes with the cloth. No. Do you have those spongy cloths? However much you try, there's always a few bits of broccoli left on the yeah. way. Yeah. It really irritates me. Anyway. Tor, any Christmas traditions in your household? The only tradition I could really think of is about 11 o'clock when everyone's had far too much to drink. My dad makes... Oh, pe- by 11 you've had far too much to drink? PM. Okay. Oh. <laughs> I was like, woo! Even in my household, that's pretty good going. AM through to the PM. Um, he has started oh, the last... Passed out by 11.30. So wellness. Do you know, there will be some households that are like that. Yeah. I, I'm thinking we can literally get up at nine, start drinking at breakfast. I mean, can you yeah. He has started in the last few years making pisco sours in the evening, which is quite fun. I actually hate them, but he seems to love it. And he whisks about 50 egg whites um, to make these cocktails. But no, in terms of just... Sorry, egg white in a cocktail. It's just not for me. Oh, no. It's Ugh. absolutely amazing. Not for me. No, I agree. I can't do it. The smoothness it gives an amaretto sour or something, it takes yeah. the sharpness. I remember being at the Bristol in Paris. I mean, anyone who's listened to the podcast religiously for years might remember this. And Sir Anthony Hopkins was sitting on the table next door to us. And I ordered an amaretto sour and the barman said, can I put egg white in there? I went, oh no. <laughs> and he went, will you just try it? If you don't like it, I'll make you one without egg white. And he went, Anthony Hopkins is drinking it over there. And I was like, well, it's good enough for Anthony Hopkins. Anyway, no looking Never back. back yeah. Can't beat it. So. It's yummy. I do like it. I had a Peruvian cocktail with their own kind of special liqueur and I had it with an egg white. It was That's it- like a pisco sour. Oh shit. Yeah, loved there it. There you go. Loved I didn't it. like pisco sour. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> 
Any other Christmas traditions? Do you eat, so you have a pisco sour at all. Do you eat anything abnormal that people might not? The only thing we do eat that I assume lots of other households don't is lots of kind of Spanish sweet treats because of my dad and his family. Um, But this year they're actually, my parents are going to be with my granny because my grandpa passed away early this year. So they're going to be with her from the kind of 22nd to the 27th. So I'm going to be with Tim's family and my other half for that time. And then we're going to see my parents after that. Is that um, your first Christmas? No, and your- it's actually fourth because they, they only live 20 minutes down the road. So even from the very early days, we always used to like alternate Christmas day and Boxing Day. So it's, they, yeah, they're like family. So I know, I remember people saying, oh, when I get married, I'm never not going to be able to be with my parents. Oh no. Like, I think you're managed. It's just one day. <laughs> it's just one day. And you know, all those days blur into one and it doesn't matter when you celebrate it really. So yeah, I'm, um, with, you. Yeah. I'm with you. Winnie, what about your family? Any traditions? We do have a little trad. It's a Caribbean tradition. So we, oh, you'll love this, George. You'd be Who doing... in your family is from the Caribbean? Oh, both of them. My mum's from Barbados. My dad is Jamaican. So we will have this drink. We talked about this in your interview, didn't we? We did, we did. You'd love this drink, George. I think you'd like it as well, Lou. It's called sorrel. So it's made with hibiscus flowers. And it's this really, you kind of soak them over time with cloves and things like that. And for weeks and weeks and weeks. And then you put a lot of white rum in there. And brown sugar and it is the most rich it's not like a mulled wine it's the most rich delicious kind of fragrant drink that you can just sip and it just that sounds amazing it's really really nice so do you make it yourself yeah my dad usually will make it a couple of months before christmas so do you know what if i come back in if there's any left i really do think it's worth trying it's so so delicious yeah do you like ting do i like what ting ting do you not know what ting is no i don't oh I thought being half Jamaican, you'd be all over Ting. My cousin got married in Jamaica and we drank vodka it, Tings. Explain it. What is it? It's like a, it's like a is can it like Fanta? of fizzy grapefruit. And one arrived in my car the other day. No. Oh. Oh. See, I haven't, I haven't I'll bring it in that. for you. It's in the fridge. See, look at you. You're teaching me. I'm teaching you. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm teaching you all about your Tell heritage. Tell me really. all about the heritage. Yeah. It's all my Jamaican blood. So I'm more about um, Barbados heritage. I'm more like go to the beach, have a fresh sugarcane juice with a bit of ginger in there do you ever have christmas in the caribbean i did oh my goodness georgie we went to st kitts and barbados oh. and grenada that sounds tough doesn't it yeah it was really hard for us yeah <laughs> absolutely stunning when you're driving through kind of the mountainous parts of grenada i mean think of a supermarket that's what you see out your window you've got oranges the size of your head you've got bloody <laughs> i don't think of coastline <laughs> when i think of a supermarket but every single fruit you can imagine it's just there it's wow. like the jungle and then we went to the waterfall fresh coconuts st kitts the beach it's so low that it feels like you're in a bond movie the plane just comes right over you when you're you're lying on the beach Stunning. God. One of my, the best holiday um, in the Caribbean ever. Yeah. Oh, do you know, I the Caribbean is somewhere I really don't know well at all. I've been to Jamaica and that, that was my first time a few years ago to the Caribbean. My husband went to Barbados when he was a student. Yeah. Funny enough, didn't think it was all that luxe. Yeah. And so <laughs> we've never been together. I managed to convince him, having been to Jamaica, that I thought it was the most beautiful place and love the people and just so carefree anyway we were supposed to go to Barbados in November for my 40th but didn't make it so I'm really hoping in 2021 let me know I will get to Barbados I had all the restaurant recommendations I had all the restaurants books if you want some more Lux I'd recommend Antigua Grenada St. Bart's or St. Kitts or Blow I mean, Mind. I'm, d- I'm down for it all, frankly. <laughs> Blow Mind. I tell you where I've always wanted to go is Anguilla. Is that how you mm. pronounce it? Anguilla, yes, yeah. 
I remember reading that Courtney Cox loved it and should have paid it. Thank you. <laughs> that's but if it's that's good enough for Courtney go, Cox, it's good enough for us. Um, and what do you eat in the Caribbean on Christmas Day? Flying fish. So it's the native fish there in Barbados. It's really, really gorgeous. I think you'd like it. Do you like fish? I absolutely love fish. So yeah. flying fish, it's... I can't... Do they actually fly? They're yeah, they do. They've got fins. 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 fins that fly. Fins that make it look like they're flying through the... They're um, just ocean. jumping, aren't they? Yeah. They're bouncy. Yeah. But all of it. Rice, dumplings, ackee, salt fish, chicken, curry, flying fish. Oh, oh it sounds so much longer than a bloody dried out turkey and a bit of stuffing. Lobster. Yeah, I remember waking up in the morning and oh, just being there. like... Being on a hot holiday just feels like such a distant memory. Like I can't (laughs) imagine. My dad lives in Mauritius and he's literally on the weekend was sending me pictures of him out whale watching and he's going on these fishing tours and it just looks so heavenly. Oh, can't imagine. God, soon. Have you booked holiday for next year? No, sure. Apart from a mini moon, doesn't count. No, mini TBC, but hopefully India. My yoga teacher. Oh, I've never been to India. I love thinking about snakes. <laughs> Having read Nicholas Coldridge's book, which we're not going to talk about anymore, and he had a real love for India, and he makes it seem so appealing, but just can't do it with all those snakes. Mm. I didn't see a single snake when I went. Oh, I bet you did. I bet there's one in a basket somewhere. What about games on Christmas Day? Are you a game-playing family? Lou, I'm looking at you. I know you're a puzzler. Yeah. I imagine there'll be a puzzle or two kicking around. Yeah, that's a one, period. That's definitely a one-person game, though, because I don't let anyone do it with me. This is true. I'd forgotten. How silly of me. Sorry. But we got given a game called Scrawl by some friends who came around for dinner a long time ago. It was probably this time last year. So I'm going to take that back for Christmas. And it's kind of like a mix of... Pictionary. Pictionary and... and Chinese whispers Ah. so you're given phrase and it could be something weird like a man in a pram and then you draw it and then you pass it around to the person next to you they then have to interpret your drawing Ah. with what it what What it is so they might write midlife crisis and then you pass it on to the next person and then they draw what you've written down. Ah. So you see as it kind of so goes So actually you group. just need a notepad and a pen each yep. for that game. And you can make it up yourself as well. You don't need to follow kind of what's in there, but it's really good. Tori, are you a game player? Kind of. The one I love is Linky. We play that every year. That's on this um, list. Laura's a massive fan of Linky. Yeah, I need to get it. It's really good. I actually just bought a booster pack for the cards because when you well when you play it so much, you end up doing the same cards and you kind of know the answers. So you can also get a booster pack of cards. I need to get myself a Linky. Yeah, it's great. A box of Linky. But Winnie. Old school dominoes, that's it. Dominoes. Nice. How do you actually play dominoes? Maybe it's that's not something for now, but very anyway. easy. It's very easy. The numbers. Do, 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 do. Okay. I, I used to win. love dominoes when I was younger. How do you win? Um, I can't remember the rules. I think just the first one to get rid of their first one to get rid cubes, of their things, and you have to join it around in kind of like a loop circle. Oh, it's quite fun. It's good for kids. Definitely yeah. good for kids. Bananagrams is another good one. Oh, I don't love bananagrams actually. Scrabble-esque. Yeah. yeah. Well, I've said already we are quite into backgammon at the moment in our house, and we just got Uno Extreme. You have played Uno Extreme? No. It's really effing annoying because. You're about to go out and then someone gives you a plus two and it will suddenly spit out. Instead of picking up two, you press the button. And it might it's like Russian roulette. It might spit out one at you. It might spit out six. So just as you're about to win, it really annoys me. Anyway, it's quite a good present though. Do you know what we love in our house? Bit of wink murder around the dining room table. Nice. Ooh. It's a good game. If you've got children, you've got you kids, want them that's to sit good, yeah. still at Christmas. Yeah. Wink murder is a great one. We often, if we have families around for sort of high tea or something at the fun. weekends, we often sit there and play wink murder. It's quite fun. <laughs> and also just cards. Like we play estimate a lot with oh, my granny yes. was like obsessed with whist. 
Anyway, there were lots of great games. There's a new one called Poppycock that someone brought around to my house the other day, which is basically quite good. And Headband is really good, which is like heads up, where you put a plastic thing around your head and then you put a card and you have to... Anyway, yeah. My children love that. That's quite fun. Also, again, you can sit still at the table. It's quite good, I think, if you've got young children having a few games up your sleeve to keep them in their chairs if they've got ants in their pants. Like well, I think hands. also for, for anyone, I think, to just keep people off their phones, I think a game is a good distraction oh, for all. No phones at the table, that's for sure. I'm going to change the subject and do a bit of fashion and beauty. We're going to start with beauty. We're going to start with red lipsticks. I'm now not going to be able to remember what any of mine living well are. <laughs> red lipsticks. Winnie. Yes. Beauty guru over there. Are I you do. a fan of a red lipstick? I love a red lip. Obviously, just pair it down on the eyes. I think that's my general rule. If I'm going to go for a strong lip, I try not to go too smoky on the eye. Keep it simple. Pick your camp. Yeah. 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 I love Rihanna's done a lip paint. It's kind of a great universal color and Lisa Eldridge, any of her red shades, just gorge. Yeah. Yes, I've never tried hers. Lisa Potter Sixon's a massive fan of hers. Really great, really great formulas. Um, they don't crack, they don't kind of smudge. My thing is when I have red lipstick on, it will just be down my chin. <laughs> so <laughs> it's it stays on, yeah. Lou, do you ever what you wear a lip sometimes? Oh, I don't. I don't. Do you remember you wearing one at a Christmas party? Yeah, at the Christmas party, I tried it, but I think I've just felt like I really needed to try and do something different because I'm just not very good with makeup and I feel like I just do the same thing every time. So I was like, I'm just going to try. But I just don't think it suits me. I think there's too much going on for me to make it work. I don't know. It just just doesn't suit me. I really appreciate it on other people and I'd love to be able to pull it off, but I don't think it. I feel the same, Lou. I feel the same. I love it on other people. I think someone who can pull it off just looks absolutely amazing mm. especially when everything is so pared back and you just have that really strong yeah. lip but yeah I feel it just doesn't yeah it doesn't work with my colourings so I think I'm just I'm a bit too pale I think mm. oh, I think that can look so vampy and dramatic no. I'm sure you nail it no I, it's a bit too fashion for me I think I like things a bit more subtle fair enough but there's a really nice product that Dior do um, it's called the Dior Lip Glow and it's, um, it's basically a lip balm but it works with the pH of your lips to bring out their natural pinkiness oh, and my lips are actually really naturally quite red anyway um, and that's a nice kind of to add a flush of color definitely Lou you should try lip stain then if if you're not massively into lipstick or lip glosses maybe try a stain I know Victoria Beckham does quite a few different shades so it could be quite interesting just to just see if you like that and the texture as well as just your normal lips yeah so it's not yeah I find the precision like to get the details right and it'd be even too much yeah it's just nice to sometimes pop it in the center and not even do the full thing just add a hint well, my discovery this year is Emmeline Cosmetics. Mm. She is a very, very glamorous lady who came on the show oh, yeah. earlier this year. And she created a range. I don't know how many there are in the range, but it's lipsticks, lip liners, and nail colors. She's very international. She's black. I'm white. We both love her range. But she's yeah. created, the idea is she's created a range that... Kind of universal. Yeah, for everybody. Um, And I'm always asked what colour I'm wearing when I'm wearing hairs, and it's called Casablanca. Great names. Yeah, great names. And it's a really good, bright kind of... I I like a tiny bit of orange in a red. And I have to say, it's one of my best finds of 2020. Do you have any other best finds of 2020? If you have to say the beauty product I discovered in 2020 that I now can't live without. I mean, I would say mine is my Emmeline Casablanca Red. I really, really do love it. And I'm trying to think of something else. Now that I'm on this, I've put myself on the spot. I know what I'm going to say. Mine is my Kiko. I talked about this in the podcast before when I lost my luggage. BB cream that I'm wearing today that's 5 And I just think it's brilliant. It's so light, but it really does travel on your face. 
Winnie. I mean, I imagine we could be here for a while with you. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna... But you, you can give me between one and three. Okay, my first one definitely for 2020 would be Marc Jacobs' Velvet Noir Mascara. Oh, I've got another one. Anyway, carry on. It's just fab. It's um, I love the story behind all of Mark's products. Um, it's basically he saw his mother used to kind of take little fibers of velvet and attach them to her lashes and put mascara over them. So it just really thickening. The brush is just really old school. I just I just love that mascara. It's my favorite. My second product that I really couldn't do without this year would be Glossier's primer. It's kind of a between an oil and a serum kind of primer so it really gives you a glow without making you greasy or your makeup slipping off your face which is great and the third and final one for me would be Laura Mercier's translucent powder she came out with a new shade called honey so it's really nice that she has the classic translucent honey and deep so I know a lot of makeup artists out there are going to be making their own concoctions with three to get the perfect shade for girls out there so absolutely love it favorite yeah great picks I've got two more I'm gonna add back in I'm gonna add in I'm gonna make my three I'm getting my (laughs) Emily red I'm also gonna add in Gucci's mascara which I've talked about before you knew I was gonna say that I freaking love this stuff I've run out annoyingly it's the most glamorous makeup packaging you've ever seen it's gold with like a baby pink tube it's really heavy it coats the lashes so well and it doesn't crumble and I know that sounds really like I'm reading the description trust me it's, it is brilliant it's expensive I have to say I did not buy the first one but I am going to buy my second one there's nothing better than like a heavy mascara heavy like makeup product some of them it takes hours to build you can build it quite quickly yeah. mm. so that's my second and my third and this isn't new this year is Rodial's banana powder it's like a white solid pressed powder almost yeah and what I've discovered is that when you've got a camera in your face quite a lot of the time you can look quite shiny and that doesn't always look great banana powder was I think it was discovered by like camera people because it was it was built for like that yeah. look on your skin I think the first it's, it's colour correcting isn't it it's banana, so, powder. banana powder yeah it's yeah. so thin like a pressed powder can look like you've got a layer of powder on your face and I remember doing an event with Maria the founder of Rodeo years ago she kept putting this stuff on I was like why do you keep putting this stuff on and now I've realised why she kept putting it on because it's bloody amazing and it takes the sheen straight off without looking like you've put a layer of powder on the face. I, I honestly think it is the most brilliant thing. I've got one and I move it from bag to bag to desk drawer to studio, whatever. And I'm like, I need to buy some more because I'm going to lose it. Oh, that sounds ripped. good. I need to get one of those. It's yeah. really good. It's really good. Although your skin was so glowy on behind the scenes last week. What the hell did you have on it? <laughs> it was so, so glowy. I was like, shit, I looked so sweaty. No, no, you look stroby. Where's the disco? It was in a good way. <laughs> Everyone's like, loose skin. What did you have on? It was Glossier Feature Dew. Yeah, I knew you were going to say that. Th- that's the primer I was talking about. It's gorgeous, isn't it? Yeah, it's I'm the only so person good. in the Shell who doesn't own or have tried yeah. this product. It's I haven't. Great. Not. It, no. it, if you want that kind of dewy glow, it is instant. I absolutely. Instant. You just have to be careful where you put it so yeah, you don't know, like it sweat. But anyway, mm-hmm. it's yeah. pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Tall. So one of my discoveries was I had that really horrible moment about two months ago where I smashed my NARS Laguna and I literally almost cried. Oh my God, Tori smashed mine at the weekend. Did you? Isn't it? It makes you feel, it just breaks your heart when you smash anything like that. And it was it's just, just it was such just, a waste of bloody money. Ruined. Because there's no getting it back. You exactly. can't save a bit. It yeah. just put. <laughs> and if you do try and use it, then the just shit right. goes everywhere and it just ruins the carpet and whatever. So anyway, I found in my kind of box of 
stash of beauty things I haven't tried, a Becca bronzer. And it has a very similar texture. It's not like, um, it's not shiny, but a bit like how the NARS one is. It's got, got a bit odd of a, bit of sparkle. Sparkle, yeah. And it's amazing. I absolutely love it. Oh, really? And it comes in different shades, a bit like the NARS Laguna one. Does it? Yeah. Do you prefer powder bronzer or cream bronzer? I use powder everything. Interesting. Georgie? The only cream thing I've got is the Glossier Cloud Paint. Okay. I've just bought the Chanel cream bronzer. Oh, that's, that's different. That's different. After Zoe Taylor's recommendation. The Soleil Tan. And the, yeah. Yeah, that's different. Why Everybody that different, just... Though? Because it's kind of got a gel to powder formula. So excited. Yeah, that's, that's oh, the shit. I'm really gel. So I'm really gel really about your gels powder formula. <laughs> yeah. I mean, anything basically that Zoe says that we need to use, I'm like, yeah, add to bag. Yeah. I bought the, as well, the Chanel Fresh Water Tint Foundation. That's, it's really light. It's amazing. It's really good. It's really nice if you I just... I have tried that either. I've heard that so um, yeah. You put it on your hand and then it's, it literally just looks like little water droplets and then it comes with a little brush and... Becky said on the beauty spot, I love yeah. beauty spot, I find it like, I go into a trance when I watch <laughs> Becky on the beauty spot, that the water droplets like burst as they yeah. hit your skin. They I really do. saying that and that's why it cre- If you just want a effect. really light coverage just to give you a bit of a glow and just even out your skin without literally it looks like you have got just a better version of your skin rather than any makeup on then it's perfect I mean you are the marketer's dream over there <laughs> you stick to your Chanel I actually will on that one I will happily stick to my 599 Kiko yeah. as it's the last Christmas podcast have you got anything Christmassy planned in the run up to Christmas no 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 nothing pre-Christmas for you so I've any done- carols I've been listening to lots of carols actually um, Are you a Christmas pop listener? Do you have a Christmas playlist that you recommend? I just go on Spotify and yeah, have quite a few there. But actually, it makes me sound like an absolute grandma, but I just love Classic FM at Christmas. Yeah. Oh, I, I love it. Love it. it reminds me of my mum. I just love yeah, it. Nice. And then when it goes really quiet at the end and you're like, is it still on? And they're like, that was this. And you're like, yes. Oh, it's like so good. It's like Honestly, if you're feeling stressed, just put that on. It just... It's helped. Helped. It makes the world a better place. I don't think you can meet Michael Rubre. Sorry to be a cliche. No, I agree. <laughs> oh, just I mean, can yeah. you? Agreed. Doesn't get dull. Yeah. Agreed. Christmas songs are fantastic. We got our tree last weekend and ever since then, I've basically been playing Christmas songs ever since. And I feel like all oh, at home is complete now. There's a tree and there's Christmas songs. I need on. to see a picture of your tree because <laughs> I'm just interested to know, is it really big? Yeah. Is it really big? Yeah, it's really big. How mm. many size foot did you go? Uh, I think it's about eight foot. Ooh, oh, blimey. And it's quite big. And it's bushy. It's like, we've had to break. Ours is eight foot and you do live in a flat. So, live wow. We were basically just like, this is what's going to make us feel as Christmassy as we can. If we aren't really going out that much then can't see the tv because the tree's so big (laughs) but we've got an eight foot tree it's really special do you have a color red red and gold my husband bought specific ruby red vivi roulet ribbon to go on the new ornaments so each ornament is threaded I forgot that shop's even open. I used to love it. It is amazing. Uh, I will correct on your pronunciation. Rouleau. Not Roulet. I went for the first time to the shop to get some ribbon for our wedding stationery and was absolutely blown away. I mean, I love haberdashery stores and Mm. seeing that much ribbon and texture and thickness. I was just in seventh heaven. So, are there any haberdashery stores anymore? I remember as a child that mm. Peter Jones used to have a haberdashery. Yes, I remember. Yes, they still do. do. Yeah. Do they? Yeah. yeah. Oh, they they do. still have it's it. Ours. Not like it was. No. It's a teeny So like tiny. in the old days they used to have all the patterns. I remember going up to haberdashery when I was a child and they'd have all the magazines that you could flick through. I remember that. Do you, do you remember? Yes, yeah. I do remember That's that. Like so old school. That yeah. makes me really nostalgic. Oh. You used to be able to flick through all these really dated 
magazines yeah. and pick out like something that looked like Diana might want it. Talking yeah. of which, The Crown, Lou. Yeah. I'm persevering. Okay, good. I think I've got about three episodes left that I've just watched the one where the Queen calls a meeting with, I'm not giving this away because this is obviously history, calls a meeting between Charles and Diana and was like, does anyone not want to carry on with his marriage? And Diana says, I do. And the Queen says, okay, Charles, we'll crack on as he were, but just don't get caught. I mean, it's nuts. Also, quick question. The scene where she dances at his birthday on stage at the ballet. Yes. Did that actually happen? I think she must have because it was... In the paper, I don't think Peter Morgan would have just made up something no. like that. But apparently, you know that in it, there's the bracelet. Yeah, there's the bracelet. That's true. That's true. Yeah. They used to call each other. Yeah. Is it Fred Gladys or something? Yeah. Oh, I also I sent you a little YouTube documentary with oh, the costume department. I've watched it. It's amazing. It's so good, isn't it? Yeah. If people are listening and they are enjoying Diana's fashion in The Crown, then it's really worth watching. I just think she is amazing. I mean, she really, really is. She's the best thing about it. She is. I'll do this after I get really into a series. I then get hooked on a person. I'm now like watching all of her videos. She's also... Can she just be Diana forever though? Yeah. Can she be the Diana that we've been robbed of? (laughs) I know. And can Emma talk like Diana for the rest of her time? All right. She's also... All right. She's either got an amazing stylist or really cool style. And every every event that that she is at, I just think got... Like she really pushes the boundaries and it's something fresh. And looks awesome. That's yeah, nice. in, um, on Graham Norton. Yeah, those puff shoulders. Sleeves and that buzz cut. Yeah. And, and then she's got these massive knee high biker boots that she's wearing with everything. She's got yeah. amazing legs. She does so cool. skin with, as well. Yeah. yeah. And I lemon. Think, yes. She does so cool. What's the YouTube video people want to go oh, and check yes. out? If you just go onto Netflix and type in Costumes of the Crown, it's a little 10 minutes with the seamstresses behind it. It's amazing. It's a visual delight. Yeah. If you've got 10 minutes, watch it. Slightly different fashion topic now is loungewear. I think I have, via osmosis, become a bit obsessed with matching loungewear. And I'm talking about the Lux Girl panelists here because they seem to arrive in just like <laughs> this sort of Gen Z loungewear that makes me want to have matching tops and bottoms. It's also rubbed off on my nine, well, about to be 10-year-old daughter who found a matching pair that... Anyway, <laughs> oh, it's a bit chavvy. Anyway, she persuaded me to buy it for her Aww. on the weekend. Are you into matching loungewear? Will you be buying it over Christmas? Will you be wearing it over Christmas? Will you be asking for it for Christmas at all? Yeah, I'm not against it at all. I don't own matching loungewear, but I will be happy to receive some wrapped up under the tree, for sure. Do you wear a lot of loungewear at home? Yeah, Do you dress lot. it up at all? I'm going to refer now to a feature that we did on the site, which was how to dress up your loungewear. Now, heels and trackies just don't work. But I think there are ways, in my world anyway, I think there are ways to make, when he's looking at me like, I don't, just don't agree with you. Mm. Do you like a heel and a tracksuit bottom? I don't. Like, if you've got a long coat on and the tracksuit isn't pastel, if it's kind of like either a leather kind of, I guess, leather-esque track pant Have you I seen don't them? think a leather track pant exists no. we're talking about joggers okay well a black jogger perhaps with a long coat and a hoodie and it's all bundled up maybe why do you need the heel in yeah. that scenario I don't think you need the heel you can just get away with it I wouldn't go toes out I wouldn't go toes out no at all no I just I think I'd just go trainers yeah same yeah. Just, boots. just only wear it in the house yeah, yeah. or your gym <laughs> kit out I'd rather wear my gym kit out do you dress up your loungewear Winnie Have you got a tip or a trick, any of you, a tip or a trick to make it look less slovenly? I do. I don't go super oversized. I always have one kind of um, suit that's more fitted. 
And my little tip for making it look a bit more flattering, if you've got matching pants with a hoodie, I'll get the bottom of the hoodie and kind of tuck maybe just a tiny bit around. I'll tuck it basically in my bra underneath and let it kind of bulge over the top so it looks kind of like a cropped hoodie with my high-waisted track pants. So I think that looks quite, you know, quite cute. Got it. Nice. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. That's a great tip. Yeah. Tours nodding. She's like, I'm in. I'm I mean, tucking it in my bra tonight. Out, but it just adds that little bit of... Um, if I tuck my hoodie into thing. my bra tomorrow, <laughs> I am not sure Tim would know what to say. <laughs> Come downstairs. Hello. I mean, he would, I'm not sure he'd, he'd get that. <laughs> Please try it for I might. If I do, I'll let you know. I'll take a picture. <laughs> Excellent. Or let us know how you get on, yeah? I'll be sure to actually wear a bra no, tomorrow. Have you seen your bra? No, absolutely. I mean, I haven't worn a bra since March, so that, there's nothing to tuck into. Um, my tip would probably be, I think, accessorize. I think earrings can really suddenly make loungewear feel a lot more jazzy. And I think maybe play with textures. So move away from the more traditional sporty sweatpant and go for like a cashmere or a fine knit. H&M have actually got some really, really good knitted twin sets, which I think maybe feel a little bit more luxe. Um, and then you can wear that with like a silk cami underneath. I think they can feel Very a bit nice. more interesting. And, and maybe rather than a hoodie, go for a long cardigan, um, which again can feel a bit more feminine. I'm with you. A long cardigan over some nice basic tees is, yeah. a, is a really nice thing. I also think you can still put on a bit of makeup and brush your hair. Like you don't need to look like in complete state. I think loungewear can look really nice, but there's a difference between loungewear and not having had a shower or brush your hair or put yeah. your makeup on and done your eyebrows. Yeah. And... Having done all those things, and yeah, on and make sure it's clean as well. Like, yes, when you oh. see sort of makeup around the neck, it's just yeah. I think clean, clean. agreed, clean is key. Agreed. Well, we're gonna leave it there. I think um, Charlotte has got her feet up. She's off lucky thing. So that's it for the Shin Arts 2020 podcast. Thank you to Winnie, Lou, to all the other podcast panelists, and wishing everybody a very very Merry Christmas and let's hope for a happy 2021. That's it for today for this year. Um, do please leave us a comment, subscribe, tell your friends and come back soon. Bye-bye.